Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Welcome to Discovery Tarot Path. I'm Reverend Stephanie Leon Neal, and tonight I will be discussing the second tarot stream cycle. Yes, this is yet another approach to understanding and applying the tarot to your life and through readings. So we are on the second uh, stream cycle. And hope you have your uh, Wait Rider Smith cards with you so you may see the cards as I am discussing um, these particular cards. All right. So the second stream cycle is the deep sleeper. He is completely attached to at least one precept that keeps him under, needs his rest to recuperate, regenerate. Like the remarkable sacred bear, hibernation is necessary for our health. Uh, the mother bears will uh, wake up if they have a reason to wake up. And for deep sleepers, action is important for change. However, so is hibernation to realize regeneration. Then there's the butterfly. The butterfly is another excellent example of hibernation or regeneration. Or even a toad is a good example as well. All entering this world one way, then through uh, metamorphism, while sleeping, is fully changed into something different. All deep sleepers need is a little push through an aha moment, not by anyone else but by their own will and their own life experiences. A now, uh, what do I do with this knowledge uh, question will wake up and fully engage or ignore this knowledge only to once again fall into deep sleep. See, this is it's always uh, the person's choice. And this is the question that is presented to every living thing. What do I do with what I know? Or do I evolve now or wait? Another excellent question that can stir the deep sleeper is, what do I know? Sounds simple enough, At times it is, then at times. It is the most evolved question that can be asked where many run from their own answer. Meditation can shift our awareness as well. Deep sleepers are not fully aware of events happening around them. They have the tendency to make harsh judgments without researching all sides of a story or heavily relying 
on others to interpret their own reasoning. There is nothing wrong with sharing interpretations, yet allowing another to override your own interpretations is a sedative and even isolating at times. You see, God has created you to interpret knowledge and experiences so that you can make your own decisions, applying your own knowledge, ushering in spiritual and practical changes through solution-oriented activities when it is recognized that everyone is needed to add to evolution. When it is recognized everything equally adds to growth, it is the, to- it is the time for humanity's cosmic leap. Deep sleepers think they are alone. They think thinking will move them outside their sleeping state, yet incessant face low vibrational thinking pulls them deeper into their deep sleep. Thinking with the base thinker is good for some things and not the most beneficial for waking up because it's basically on that automatic pilot again. Meaningful communications and helpful actions with the living and with our ancestors help everyone to wake up in their own time and in their own way, rising into the higher vibrational self-mode is relatively easy when spiritually awake which everyone is spiritually awake. They just don't know it, or some don't know it, which gives ample room for the other planes and worlds to reveal their selves. And openness begins to grow inside your life. Self-respect appears, and when you respect yourself, respecting others becomes easier thus births gratefulness for those who you know and do not understand. There are all manner of ways to open your world. In many types of meditations or dreams, we can easily enter into a lighter, non-physical, less attached precepts, releasing us from our physicality for a time, centered thinking, and all that is attached to it, which keeps us hidden from our own sovereignty. Some deep sleepers allow themselves to be pushed around by others instead of waking up to their own life. Let me give you an example. See yourself sleeping on a bed with wheels, Then you see a kind person moving you to another room in your home. You notice they did not ask for your permission to move you to another location. Now this person thought you were sleeping and thought you would not mind. Some deep sleepers need to stay on guard 
for those that will take their free will unless you do not care, then that is uh, another matter. These folks feel things just happen to them. So a blind side in their life causes them to be, well, blindsided. Yet I encourage you to take back your life and place your willed bed where you desire to place it. You are much too important to remain sleeping for long. Unless you are recuperating from a previous difficult life or gathering energies to prepare for one of your present lives, which all are present, individuals can wake up if shaken by seeing a truth regarding their reality. Said another way, sometimes these individuals are able to wake up if shaken by experiencing a truth regarding their reality or securing enough rest that they become restless and to know instinctively to smoothly move to the next state of consciousness. The movement is almost out of boredom that the individual says, you know, I am tired of going through the same life experiences, the same lessons, the same easy opportunities, the same personalities that cause troubles within my life. These individuals are ready to approach solutions in a different manner, approaches in a different manner, while allowing others to live the way they choose, while not overly influencing them. We own no one's life. This is your story. You are creating. This is your life. Some deep sleepers show up excited and prepared to add to humanity. Then for no apparent reason, they disappear. Then when you least expect it, they return and perform the most excellent ways and means or processes only to disappear again. One of the benefits of deep sleep is deep meditation where you are taught and being regenerated in the astral temples, in the astral level. A deep sleeper is just as kind, intelligent, and insightful as any other soul. This soul may be possibly working on a cure for something, but they are just sleeping for now. Usually deep sleepers have no meaningful dialogue regarding the other planes of their existence. Though they are very spiritual folks, they are just sleeping. The difference between the self-coma individual and the deep sleeper is that the deep sleeper is capable of waking up. When they first awake, it may be for just a few seconds at a time. As time passes, they find themselves staying awake longer and then falling back to sleep. All quite wonderful for their community and their life and the world at large. We are all sleeping in many of our lifetimes, just like the goddess 
before she woke up. To recap, it is important to see we are becoming more aware of our creative processes, exponentially causing us to see our spiritual growth, greatly guiding us through karmic disentanglements and developing us within our stream cycle, then beyond our individual soul. You see, the tarot is a richly detailed book of symbols that reflect how humans grow into their full awakening, their full potential, ensuring the next cosmic leap for humankind. The tarot shows humans' manifestations process, experiencing all the stream cycles and every behavior response, possibly under the sun, giving personal direction while informing you were uh, informing you where you are on this grand spectrum. Cards representing a stream cycle can be read as a single sentence or read as a developed storyline, causing the tarot's language to be revealed, adding another layer of awareness. Though the tarot's main purpose is not divination, it is a book to be read to help explore your process and your life. So the second stream cycle tarot cards, the first card of the second stream cycle is a, is a court card, um, the Knight of Swords. So if you can pull that out and you can enjoy looking at that. So the Knight of Swords is a prototype of a hero. And yes, a hero can be both a male and a female, or a mixture of. Most heroes do not come on the scene riding on a white horse to save the day. Most wars are not won or peace-lasting through violence. Disagreements are mostly won and kept through consistently diplomacy and giving grace to the so-called enemy, though this card does mean there is possible opposition heading your way for a small season. However, just by you knowing it is coming, you can make plans to diminish the trouble or even dissolve it completely before it arrives on your doorstep by deflating all anger, all blame, and all drama out of an issue. Notice the tabard he is wearing has bluebirds printed or embroidered on his red vestment. He has wings on his leg armor. This knight is also wearing a large red feather on his winged helmet. The horse reflects energy moving through a situation or person. The horse is leaping through the air into the wild gusts of wind, not with the wind. Some decks have this horse flying over a body of water. The white horse is wearing red birds and butterflies as well as the black bats. Now, look at the top right corner where we can see four black birds flying above the clouds. This card is displaying wings in seven ways. 
this card is obviously emphasizing the feather symbol and wind, which stands out in the scene plate. Even the trees in the background seem to have their leaves catching the wind as well as the clouds seem to be moving with these strong winds. This is the time to address an issue by taking heed, not from the blustering knight that, are, that raises his sword high, uh, ready to fight, but by listening to the language of the winged animals, plants, and elements that surround him and the water in the clouds. The only knight holding a weapon reminds us foolish violence is not needed unless someone is using physical violence against you. This person runs in like a bull in a beautiful china shop. Acts then asking for forgiveness later or makes uninformed opinions about a situation, person or group, without finding out all the facts first. He runs in on a situation without researching what is really going on, causing harm to all around him, including himself. We all know opinions are not facts. Vague statements are not facts as well. Second-hand information is not facts. Encourage this person to be still and work on his own shadows this action will cause him to feel satisfied and unhurt once more. So in suggestion, return to the winds and all which ride upon the winds. Native Americans listen and pay attention to the whispers of wisdom to the spirit winds. A wind never dies. It just moves on to another place that needs its attention. This card may represent impulsiveness or bluntly sharing what is true, what truth is in an, well, in, in, in artful manner. His strike is sudden and accurate. Be careful of individuals that tell you what to do instead of having a good two-way conversation, asking questions and opinions. Once this person settles down, he is passionate about his quests and has much to give humankind moving to the knight of wands in all in all the horse cards the knight of wands is the horse that reveals the knight's character this knight holds a wand representing fire which burns anything unnecessary unnecessary from our belief system wearing the seal of life the red feather found in many of the cards within the tarot. All these cards represent the horse in four manners or four approaches. There are five living beings on this card, the land, the horse, the sky, the plants, and the human, and three in, in symbol, the bird, the plant, again, and the lizard. The lizard reminds us if something was cut off from our life, it will grow once again due to if a lizard's tail is cut off, no one's suggesting to do that, it has the capacity to grow back. 
you can see in this card that humans previously erected three pyramids in the background. Apparently, he is passing the pyramids, oblivious to their spiritual treasures. He tends to overthink things, yet he brings incredible ideas to the forefront with no way or means to complete the project. Plus, not recognizing he passes helpful guides each day in many ways. Though his words are transformative, his actions or inactions are focused on everything but the task at hand. This card depicts he enjoys and relishes his path as he travels to his destination, exploring new avenues or adventures. He is confident and deliberate, and his actions rushes into nothing quickly. This card, as all cards within this stream cycle, represent both male and, uh, and female energies and skills. Now, the Knight of Cups. This knight is riding quietly in his metal feathered helmet, representing his graceful imagination. Everything within this card depicts a firm gracefulness. He is the only knight within the knight's suit which wears metal feathers. The rest wear real feathers. He also wears metal wings on his armored shoes, depicting flight. He dresses his stunning white horse with water designs, as this both seem to be addressing the gentle stream before them. Before them, this knight dresses himself also with water symbols, along with many red fish on his garment. The white horse is formally ga galloping elegantly toward the narrow stream. His approach is beautifully subtle. The rider is a dreamer as his consciousness sleeps alone by the slow-moving stream. The stream reflects his consciousness as well. Nothing covers either of his hands, denoting he hides nothing from those he trusts. He is willing to work with anyone. His kindness is poured upon everyone. His only focus is in what is in his hand, ignoring everything else. This single-mindedness can be both a blessing and a hindrance. He nurtures peace. He is action-oriented, an activator. This card's energy helps find the ultimate potential in every person and every situation, trying to find more efficient ways to accomplish a process or a project. This card is about expansion, and individual of high integrity brings expansion. For some decks, he wears no helmet. The Knight of Cups is the, pen, um, the pinnacle of knowing where you are or where you want to go. Next is the Knight of Pentacles. The Knight of Pentacles is not riding his horse. He is sitting on a slow, stout horse, decorated as if a show horse. He is not going anywhere for now, maybe taking a break. The knight is wearing protective armor 
with no weapons, as if participating in a victory parade. Both horse and knight wear a green feather bloom on their heads. Like all the knights, he is completely alone in a desolate place, representing the fact he is deep sleeping. He does not see the others around him, thinking he is alone, yet he is not. The Knight of Pentacles wears a red tabard, girded with a belt of red, with, clothed ha- with gloved hands, he holds aloft a large pentacle, seemingly not impressed with it or what it represents. He stares into the far horizon, horizon. <clears throat> sitting on this beautiful, heavy black horse under a sun-lit sky. He identifies with no particular work at this point of time in his life. Usually, his work symbols would be on his garments. Nothing is shown here, or he wishes not to display what he is working on in this life out of humbleness or just privacy. Many times, much more can be accomplished in privacy. This knight is seemingly unhappy. Just study his face. Normally, an individual that is frowning with his mouth turned downward is a pretty good indication that Something is not right. Though a responsible person, this man emphasis is the physical plane, not interested in anything but this physical world. He nurtures he nurtures physical things and thinks that is all there is. But remember he does not see the entire picture yet, because he is sleeping. Now let's refer to these horses since they are so important to these cards and this stage of, of life or, or state of being. So the horses, as you have seen, horse energy plays a large part within the second stream cycle. So let us focus on this energy for a few minutes. We all know there have been animals that have chosen to support and live closely with humankind. The horse is one such animal which has exceedingly added to humankind. Remember the myth that says Poseidon was creator of horses? Out of the ocean's breaking waves, he created them. Or the Greek mythos, where the winged white horse, Pegasus, is the son of Poseidon, or, or Neptune, and the Gorgon, Medusa, the horse belongs to the sun god, according to the Celts, assigned to goddess Epana the goddess of horses. Ipana is also associated with dogs and birds, both animals that work closely and communicates with animals as well. The horse's devotion is second to no other animal. They have patiently served humankind, given up their lives in the, in the human's wars, worked in the fields, plowing, plowing the ground, with their brute strength so that humankind may not perish from starvation. Horses allowed their backs to be ridden for commuting vastly, increasing humans' mobility. These gentle giants were the economic backbone for transporting goods from one location to the next for years, 
they, their speed and beauty delivers enjoyment and support and sports. After they die, many of their body parts are utilized in some countries. The next time you are working with a Weight Rider Smith deck, pull all the horse cards out and see the wisdom horse proclaims for humankind, their support for humankind. The horse chose to work with humans. It is the horse that gives wise dreams, continuity of life. Buddha left his physical plane riding on a magnificent white horse. We now leave our deep sleep on a horse, if you prefer. Drink in these meanings for the horse. The horse represents devotion, life force. The white horse represents generously giving, a symbol of our body, fertility, freedom, the sun, light, water, messenger of birth, grace, nobility, strength, reliable, beauty, intuitive, stability, victory, illumination, resurrection. Many cultures assign all the elements to the horse. Okay, so now I'm going to add a, a tarot authors and tarot and, and decks bank, even though I'm just going to mention about it, an author, well, specifically two, two quotations for this one particular author, because water was mentioned so often within this dream cycle, I wanted to um, let you know what um, uh, Paul Foster Casey um, said. But by presenting a name of the tarot creator or a famous deck, uh, I'm going to add this uh, many times throughout my teachings, that hopefully causes uh, listeners and readers to research so that their tarot bank of knowledge continues to grow. So and around 1931, Paul Foster Casey created the BOTA, otherwise known as the Builders of the Ati. A-D-Y-T-U-M. The artwork was drawn by the artist Jesse Burns Park and utilized um, the Wade Rider Smith's deck for much of their inspiration, as well as other decks he studied throughout his life. Um, and just so you know, Casey was a contemporary of Waite and Smith and Crawley, all tarot creators. Um, so, all right, so a few statements by, by Casey. Uh, quote, the, even though he has a sharp tongue at times, just like Waite did at times, um, the ignorant, when they hear us name water, think it is water of the clouds. But if they understood our occultist books, they would know it to be a permanent or fixed water our water is a heavenly water, which wets not the hand. Water is the root of all minerals. In short, the occult water is the astral fluid, the electromagnetic energy, which is the substance of all things. So there you go, a very sharp and concise opinion about how he saw water and how others um, saw water. And then his second quote is, those who seek to find in the tarot 
and easy method of spiritual development will be disappointed the tarot is not a plaything, nor is it a pack of cards designed for the purpose of fortune telling. Uh, close quote. So my belief here is that we have proven over and over again that it can be used for divination. But I absolutely agree and have taught for several years that in fact that I use the tarot uh, I'm, uh, can say on the most part or half or 50%, I haven't really kept track, but I use it as a, as therapy, as spiritual therapy. Uh, so that's why many times I'll call it tarot, tarot therapy to help uh, people see their processes and their approaches and how they manifest so they can see their life stories within the stories of, of the tarot. And in that helps them to decide what um, what to what to do for their futures. So I do think it does tie in uh, with with divination. All right, so there you have it. Thank you for listening, and until next time, blessed be.